Shalom, and welcome to Parasha Highlights and Insights. This is Rabbi Abraham Fisher, and this week's parasha is Pinchas. It is a parasha that will show us how B'nai Israel is going to be made ready for the next generation, the generation that will enter uh, the land of Israel. It will be a very important uh, transition. Uh, it is named after Pinchas, the grandson of Aharon, uh, after what Pinchas did at the end of last week's parasha. Uh, if you recall, uh, there was some rampant uh, sin uh transgression going on, and uh, Pinchas courageously stepped forward and killed the two people who were involved in the terrible sin, and that stopped the plague that uh, that had decimated a large portion of the people. It said that uh, 24,000 people died in the plague, and his actions uh, stopped the plague. So the parasha opens... Uh, with the rewards uh, that Hashem promises for Pinchas. Uh, one is the priesthood, the kahuna, uh, and the other is the reward of peace. We'll talk more about the reward of peace later. Uh, priesthood, the priesthood, the kahuna, is special uh, for, for Pinchas uh, because Aharon's family was designated uh, to be the kohanim, uh, but Pinchas had already been born at the time uh, that that designation took place. So it would seem that Aharon himself and his sons, and then any sons that would be born after that, which would have left Pinchas out. What the Torah is now saying uh, is that his reward is that he too will be a Kohen, and indeed uh, a number of uh, Kohanim Gedolim uh, will uh, be descended from him. He himself uh, will eventually be uh, Kohen Gadol. So he has these tw twin rewards of the Kuhuna as well as uh, peace. The next section of the parasha uh, has Hashem uh, commanding Moshe to command B'nai Yisrael to attack Midian. Midian are the ones who actually instigated uh, the events that led to this terrible plague. They were the ones who released the women uh, so that, uh, that B'nai Israel were enticed and uh, were led to idolatry as well. Um, Midian is guilty of, we might say, driving a wedge between Hashem and the people of Israel, and for this they have to be uh, punished. Uh, and so Hashem tells Moshe uh, to get the people ready for this uh, battle. Now, next, in preparation for this battle, however, uh, Hashem tells Moshe and Elazar uh, to take a census of the people. Uh, it's important before the war that they're about to fight uh, to, uh, to know how many people are available. But primarily, it would seem, the purpose of this census is in order to have an idea of how the land of Israel is going to be divided up. So it's a detailed census by tribe and by family, uh, because the families are going to uh, 
take part uh, of uh, Eretz Yisrael. And of course, the Leviim are to be accounted separately. Because, as is said many times, the tribe of Levi uh, do not share in the division of the land. Of course, they have cities where they live, but they don't share in that same kind of division of the land. So the census of the tribe of Levi is done separately. After uh, we have this detailed census, uh, we are also told that this is how the land is to be uh, divided up. The, the land will be divided up by, by tribe, by family, but also by means of a lottery in order to determine which, which parcels of land are to go to, uh, to which family. At this point, um, the daughters of Tzolofchad uh, step forward and they uh, make an argument. Uh, they present their case. Tzolofchad, uh, who was uh, from the tribe of Menashe, uh, they say, uh, they are the five daughters of, uh, of this man, Tzolofchad, who was among the people who left Egypt. However, uh, because people... Uh, were decreed to die in the land in the uh, wilderness during the 40 years, Tzolofchad uh, himself died. Uh, but the land is supposed to be apportioned also in a, uh, with a consideration of who left Egypt. Uh, and so uh, there is supposed to be a piece of territory for him within the uh, tribe of Menasheh. Problem is that uh, their father, Tzolofchad, uh, left only daughters and no sons. And uh, their argument is, why should their father's name be uh, removed from all of the other tribes simply because he has no male heirs? Uh, and so Moshe presents this uh, before Hashem, and it's on, uh, on this occasion that Hashem teaches uh, B'nai Israel the laws of inheritance. Uh, not only in this case, but laws of inheritance that, that apply even in uh, other situations. Um, the daughters of Tzolofchad are correct, and they will receive their father's portion in the territory of Menasheh. And indeed, if a man dies with, uh, without sons, then his uh, inheritance uh, falls to his daughters. And then the Torah goes on to say that there's a whole succession. If he doesn't have daughters either, um, then uh, then it goes to his uh, to his brothers and and so on. The whole uh, list of uh, uh, of succession of inheritance. But it's in the merit of the daughters of Tzolofchad that this uh, area of halacha is uh, is taught. After this, Hashem tells Moshe that he has to prepare to die. Uh, he has to uh, go up to uh, the mountain and uh, he will die there. He's reminded that he is not going to go into the land of Canaan. Uh, and uh, when Hashem tells this to Moshe, uh, this is right after it would seem the ruling uh, with connection to uh, Tzolofchad, and it's at this point that Moshe says, well, Hashem, you should choose my uh, 
successors? Uh, who will lead the people after me? He was thinking about the daughters of Tzolofchad inheriting from their father. Uh, apparently, Moshe does is not uh, does not think that his own sons are are worthy. Uh, but Hashem should choose, and Moshe says very clearly that his uh, replacement be someone who can uh, tolerate the varieties of uh, personalities uh, and all of the various difficulties that uh, leading B'nai Yisrael uh, would would present. And and so Hashem says uh, that the person to choose is Yehoshua, Yehoshua being Yehoshua ben Nun. Uh, being the uh, the attendant of Moshe, his chief student, um, and he is the one who will receive uh, the the inspiration, the prophecy, uh, and he will receive also the authorization from Moshe, and he will become the new leader. And therefore, Yehoshua is uh, ordained. Uh, for this purpose, Moshe lays his hands onto the head of Yehoshua, uh, and this is the beginning of a chain of uh, of authorization, which we call smicha, which means laying on of hands. Uh, that's that goes from Moshe through Yehoshua, and uh, and continues uh, for hundreds of years after that. The last section of the parasha uh, also gives us a a view of what life in the land of Israel is going to be like uh, from the perspective of the Avodah, the service in the Beit HaMikdash, because it is, it is here that the Torah tells us in great detail about the sacrificial order, the korbanot uh, of the uh, year uh, of the year round. These are known as the Timidim and the Musafim, the daily sacrifices, the regular sacrifices, as well as the additional sacrifices of various uh, occasions, beginning with daily sacrifice, morning and uh, and afternoon, the sacrifices of Shabbat, of Rosh Chodesh, of Pesach. Uh, it's at this point that the Torah is proceeding in the uh, order of the year. So it starts with Pesach, Shavuot, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and then finally Sukkot and Shemini Atzeret. And on each of these occasions, uh, part of our uh, Torah reading, generally speaking, uh, includes uh, this uh, this section. Uh, and if it's not in the Torah reading, on Shabbat it's not uh, on the Torah reading, but if it is not there, it's a, uh, certainly in the Musaf service of each one of these days. And uh, that brings the parasha of Pinchas to, uh, to a conclusion. Let's go back to the beginning of Pinchas where Hashem uh, says to Moshe that Pinchas, the son of Elazar, the son of Aharon, the Kohen, has uh, turned back my anger, Hashem says, uh, from B'nai Yisrael, because Hashem was angry uh, due to the sins that were going on, but because of uh, Pinchas's actions, the, uh, the anger dissipated, uh, he did so through an act of uh, of zealousness, uh, of acting on behalf of Hashem uh, without consideration for uh, for himself, uh, and so he displayed his his zeal. 
uh, and that stopped the plague. Therefore, Hashem says, um, I give him uh, my covenant of peace. Shalom. I give him my covenant of peace. And also, uh, we talk about uh, the fact that he will be a Kohen and his descendants will be Kohenim as well. But what exactly is meant by this covenant of peace? The uh, Nitziv, Rav Naftali Tzvi Yehuda Berlin, in his commentary on the Torah called uh, Ha'amek Daval, takes note of the fact that in order for Pinchas to achieve what he achieved, uh, he did an act of, uh, of zealousness. But it's very important, says the uh, Nitziv, that he himself, that Pinchas himself, not turn that zealousness inward and become quick-tempered or angry, because that would be natural. A person who has uh, displayed zealousness could become an angry person, could become a quick-tempered person. That action would have an effect on his personality. By the way, an underlying assumption here, which is an important underlying assumption of uh, of the Torah, uh, this is an idea that we find in Sefer HaChinuch as well, is that the way we behave influences our thoughts and attitudes. Uh, so if we, the way we behave, that has an influence on us. So Pinchas uh, did an act of zealousness that can have an effect on his personality and make him quick-tempered or angry. Hashem wanted to reward Pinchas for this, and so Hashem counterbalanced this with a blessing that Pinchas would be at a state of uh, of peace. Uh, he would always be in serenity and peace so that uh, his, uh, his actions would not uh, have that effect on his emotional uh, and spiritual state. Very important idea to keep in mind, uh, A, in general, that our uh, actions have an influence on our, uh, on our thoughts and our emotional state, as well as the importance of not internalizing uh, zealousness. Sometimes zealousness is, is called for, but it should not be done in a, in a state of anger, nor should we allow it to uh, increase our anger. That's Pinchas's blessing of peace, namely inner peace. I thank you very much for joining me uh, for this analysis of Parashat Pinchas. Uh, this has been Rabbi Avraham Fisher for Parasha Highlights and Insights saying Shalom. <laughs>